Are you ready, kids? Hi, I'm Chris O'Donnell. And I'm Lenny Testa. And this is Bikini Bottom Bystanders, a SpongeBob SquarePants rewatch podcast. We've got the inside scoop on everybody's favorite talking sea sponge. Including what was going on behind the scenes. This is Bikini Bottom Bystanders. Today we are talking about Season 3, Episode 12B, Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy 5, which had an original air date of June 1st, 2002. Lenny, could you please read the plot synopsis? In this episode, Barnacle Boy turns evil to protest Mermaid Man treating him like a child sidekick instead of the adult superhero that he is. And that's really what this episode is about. I feel like the main Sponge characters play supporting roles in this episode. Absolutely. This is 100% Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy's story. Let's get right into it then. So Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy are at the front of the line at the Krusty Krab, holding everything up, much to the chagrin of the customers. Right off the bat, you know, Barnacle Boy, he's disrespected by Mermaid Man. And I don't think this is purposeful of Mermaid Man, but it definitely stings because Barnacle Boy views himself as an equal, which, which he is, but I think I think Mermaid Man just sees him as the young kid that he was, you know, still to this day. Mermaid Man orders him the kid's meal, gets him the pipsqueak patty. Squidward makes fun of him. Everybody makes fun of him. Mr. Crab, yeah. the whole sponge gang. SpongeBob, Patrick, Mr. Crab, Sandy, Squidward, they're all there. Absolutely roast to this man for no reason. So, you know, Barnacle Boy, he's had it. He wants to be called Barnacle Man, and he turns into a villain. He turns to the dark side. <laughs> Literally, only half the Krusty Crab was lit. <laughs> and there's the great joke of Mr. Crab saying, why, would he, why should he pay for the entire restaurant to be lit up? <laughs> so, you know, he joins the, the likes of... Man Ray and the Dirty Bubble. Also voiced by Tom Kenny. Yeah, th- this episode was the first time the Dirty Bubble was voiced by Tom Kenny. Mm-hmm. And the three of them run around causing evil shenanigans. Such as? Ding dong ditching people. <laughs> of course. And then quickly escalated by giving Mermaid Man ice cream that has a bomb in it. It exploded his stomach and there was a hole. <laughs> there was a gaping hole that SpongeBob would be able to jump through. Yeah through this man's stomach i don't know how he's still alive i guess it's from all the nuclear radiation or something i was gonna say he is a superhero yeah feeling disheveled after eating the ice cream bomb the sponge gang teams up with mermaid man they go to the mermelair and they become the newest iteration of the international justice league of super acquaintances mm-hmm. mermaid man claims that whatever suit they wear will give them the power I just think it's really interesting that the suits actually give him the power because he was like, why else would they run out? In- and Squidward <laughs> says, I can think of three good reasons. <laughs> yeah. What do you think those reasons are? Um, <laughs> this is a kid-friendly program. Uh, I don't really want to get into it. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. That's not what I meant, you head. So then following that, the, the Sponge Gang dons their costumes. We get the super iconic showcase of their powers mm-hmm. spongebob saying want to see me run to that mountain and back you want to see me do it again and even though he completely stands still as the quickster mm-hmm. squidward saying krakatoa which is a reference to the krakatoa volcano erupting mm-hmm. 
once again, Patrick always has my favorite joke in the entire episode. He has the elastic waistband, so he's able to stretch as far as imaginable in any direction. He says, I can finally touch my toes. And instead of his arms going down to his toes, his toes curl over his body. And then the team rounds out with Sandy as Miss Appear, who can vanish out of thin air. And then when she becomes invisible, she's like, do I look fat? Even though you just can't see her. All right. So we have the team. The team's assembled. We've seen their powers. Then we meet the chief, a live action person. Yeah, just a dude. In a leather chair who briefs them about the evil team. Every villain is lemons. And then that lemon is definitely a reference to the evil team Hydra with all the tentacles coming out, I think. Like from Marvel Comics. so. So the chief tells them that evil has made their way to make out Reef and is terrorizing the population there. And Squidward responds, Ah, make out Reef. Good times. Good times. Squidward is just having himself an episode. He's he's being a he's being a fiend. <laughs> Alright, so from there we actually go to Make Out Reef and we are finally caught up with the villains. They're not doing anything that evil. They're just shining flashlights on people singing the childhood song like sitting in a tree. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. And I was like, really? I was like, that's it? That's all they're doing? Until they're greeted by the I-J-L-S-A. But they don't quite know how to use their powers. No. And they quickly defeat themselves before they have any chance of stopping the villains. Uh, SpongeBob's character gets burned alive. Patrick, he his arms get stretched out and then he goes flying and then his arms are all stretched out and weighing him down on the ground now now he's fallen mermaid man can't really see well and he's trying to put out the quickster who's on fire but he accidentally shoots the water ball at magma man at, that's not his name is it captain magma oh captain magma captain my bad at captain, captain magma, magma. Mm-hmm. um and then that promptly turns him into ash and then sandy's like well it's up to me and then she turns invisible and she's like i'm gonna sneak over and then i'll take him out that way meanwhile a car comes flying down does not see her obviously because she's invisible hits her she goes flying through a billboard straight through and then off of a cliff and then the quickster finally puts himself out by running so fast but he ground himself down to his shoes. Yeah. He ran so fast. And then Mermaid Man just falls over. And that's the end of the fight. And having been bested in battle, Barnacle Man at this point is able to make any request he'd like since he defeated him. Man Ray and the Dirty Bubble are pleading for world domination of and course. to make him eat dirt. That's kind of weird. But all Barnacle Boy wants is to be respected and to have his friend back. Yeah. So the two make up, Mermaid Man agrees, realizes the error of his ways, they embrace in a hug, and it was it was pretty nice. It was very wholesome. Yeah, I think this episode definitely highlights the uh, importance of mutual respect between the people that you care about, and how maybe if someone's a little bit younger than you, you know, you don't have to talk down to them like a kid. Like, they can still be on your level. Yeah, little cousin. You are a month older than me. <laughs> And then finally, the episode wraps up uh, with Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy back at the Krusty Krab. 
and Barnacle Boy gets to engage in the full-size Krabby Patty, but realizes he's biting off more than he can chew. And then it ends with everybody who is featured in the episode uh, laughing at him. Like, it crosses between Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy. The International Justice League of Super Acquaintances come in and uh, casts and bruises. That, in particular, was pretty funny when I looked at Patrick, because his neck was all messed up. Nothing happened to his neck. Nothing at all happened to his <laughs> neck. Nothing happened to his neck, so why was it like that? Then it cuts to the villains in jail, Man Ray and the Dirty Bubble, they're in jail laughing. Uh, some of the fish who were on Makeout Reef were laughing. And then finally it ends with the chief in his leather chair doing his fake out make out routine. That's how the episode ends. Overall, what do you think? I think this is a very memorable episode because it incorporates superheroes, which is a very good and entertaining storyline for any kid's TV show. I mean, who doesn't love superheroes? And it's something that SpongeBob didn't really do all that often. Also, everyone's just chill. Squidward, SpongeBob, Patrick, and Sandy, they all have this kind of like camaraderie and I just thought it was nice. It was it was a very wholesome episode. You don't always see that, you know. I think it's time for the French narrator to take it away. It's time for behind the scenes content. Lenny, did you know that this episode aired for the first time at 10:30 in the morning? Oh my gosh, that's early. It followed new episodes of The Wild Thornberries, Rocket Power, and Rugrats. Hey, I remember those shows. All of those shows aired new episodes right before uh, Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy 5. Wow, what a fact. And that's going to do it for this edition of Bikini Bottom Bystanders. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you all next time. Bikini Bottom Bystanders is hosted by Lenny Testa and me, Chris O'Donnell. It is also produced and edited by me, Chris O'Donnell, here at Stupid Town Studios. For any questions, comments, or concerns, you can reach us here at the podcast by emailing bikinibottombystanders at gmail.com. That's all one word. You can also find us at our website, bikinibottombystand.wixsite.com dot com forward slash website the music used throughout bikini bottom bystanders is malokai Nwai, marching in honolulu and dancing the hulu by the hiram olsen group and kaylee wahimana additionally we use hawaiian link by richard myhill all spongebob episode clips heard throughout are owned by nickelodeon finally here is a teaser for the episode we will be discussing next time Did you say chocolate? Yes, sir! With or without nuts. Chocolate? Chocolate! Chocolate!